0: Welcome to A Chat with Benedetta, featuring our founder, Julia Fowler, and co-host, Natasha Lockwood. In this podcast, we discuss everything you need to know about skincare, who and why Benedetta, and how to get the best use out of your Benedetta products for vibrant, timeless skin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to A Chat with Benedetta. I am Natasha. I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Julia. Hi. So today is the 15th of November. We are deep in the fires of California here. Um, unfortunately, we've just gone through the campfire, which decimated quite a bit. But um, we're here, and we're tough, and we're going to get through it. And uh, we're here to provide you with a little positivity if, if things are a little bit rough wherever you are. Um, which brings us
1: to... We should talk about hydration is what we should be talking about. Yeah. You know. Do you want to? Um, I mean, you know since you brought up the fires, I mean, are we, we're all kind of feeling it here. Yeah. You know, the, the smoke has been at an unhealthy pace. Today I think it's a little bit better. <clears throat> I've been looking at the rating, I think we've been up as high as like 250 and is not lower than 80, you know, it's been pretty bad. Um, and it affects your lungs, it affects your eyes, it affects your skin, right? Everything is dry. Um, you know, our lungs absorb so much moisture, and when our lungs are compromised, it, it definitely affects our skin. So those of us that have... Those types of sensitivities. We were talking about the inside of our hands being super dry. Yeah. You know, it's it's like the, the odd... palm area. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> being That's very kind of like,
0: tight. Yeah. Tight and, 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 you know,
1: I'll grab a, an elixir and water before oil. You know, I, I truly a thousand percent believe in this. I've always believed in this. Now I'm being more pushy about it. I think in the earlier years, it's like, oh, here's another industry breakthrough that no one's going to believe me, you know. I I think it took me a while, some decades to just go, okay, this is how it works. And and primarily, you go through your own experiences and now at this age, you know, as you age and go through all these different life changes, you you gather information and uh the, you know, it's it's so paramount. But one of the things that I was suggesting to do is just take crystal radiance by itself neroli and spray that guy on the inside of your hands i did that once last night that was it and you started to do it on your lips to avoid using my chapstick i'm
0: being broken out of my chapstick Weaning yourself off i am weaning myself off i'm just doing a spritz of the neroli like right in that area which is also beneficial too because i've been having a little bit of dryness around my nostrils, like right at the bottom of my nostrils. Um, and I think that's just transitioning into my, my wintry skin, which is a little bit more combination than, than oily, because I'm an, I'm an oily queen. I have enough oil on my face to produce <laughs> oil for multiple people.
2: <laughs> but um, if only we could share between us, we might have normal skin. Although my skin has... You n- have normal skin, it's, Gabrielle. It's no. But... Because I take a lot of care of it. But recently, it's sort of... I have to put less stuff on my face in order to get it looking nice. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. You were because it benedictum? Were... Yeah. Well, and I was telling Natasha earlier, actually, that I was using a combination of the neroli and the rosemary. Mm-hmm. So neroli at night, and then rosemary um, during the day when mm-hmm. I put it with the moisturizer. Mm-hmm. But then... Um, with the oil? With the oil, yes. Mm-hmm. And then in my arrogance, I thought, oh, I'll just use neroli all the time because mm-hmm. I just... I like the smell and I like neroli and then immediately my skin, it was too much for my skin mm-hmm. and so I need to use um, the the rosemary because my skin just doesn't need that much mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's
1: actually, you know, the amount that it needs to stay normal has decreased. See, so we talk about this all the time. This is really, what did we say just a couple hours ago? I was talking about how when I do consultations, I'm always bringing this up I think. Um, and I'll I'll really and people are like, thank you so much. I love the line. I absolutely and then when I actually ask, so you're you're using the cleanser, um, you know sometimes. But I have another product that I use, and then I got some Retin A that I'm using, and I'm da ba ba ba. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not, you know, if you don't have the consistency, I don't feel like I'm completely helping you in the way that I've designed this. You know, this isn't about making you more money. Every line's gonna say, "Just use ours. We want loyalty." Um, but there's a system behind it, you know. And if you're mixing things that are not holistic, Retin A has its value, but it is not holistic. So what are you gonna do? You know, um, it it really does compromise. And you you're doing the exact thing that you should do mm-hmm. when you see that one is a little bit too hydrating because you work here and you know you have access to all the products, it's easy for you to go, ah, I'm going to transition to the rosemary, Yeah. Long. Uh, the rosemary. Um, but most people will go, this is just too heavy for me and go to a completely different line. Don't yeah. throw the baby out with the bath water, you know, just call us and, you know, let's, if if one of my staff doesn't have the answer, they will text me if I'm not here or, you know, I will be available. I want people to really get the full benefit of what they're doing. You know, we only have the facial regimen bags, the month supply in designated normal to oily, normal, rather, most skin Mm -hmm. uh, normal to oily and normal to dry. And often people just by using the cleanser for a week their skin starts to either produce more oil that's dearly needed, decrease the oil, or realize I don't really need, this is in in the case of, of let's say the drier skin pack, it's really heavy. So people will get caught into their type and then once they're done, go and get another, all the large sizes in the neroli. That's very common. Oh, I've been using this, it's great, my skin's really hydrated. Then change of seasons happen you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, Mm -hmm. Uh, change of seasons, change of health, change of, there's smoke in the air, there's stress in the air, there's, I'm not sleeping, the skin just reacts to all of it, it is your largest organ, it is your visible indicator of everything else that's going on, you know, your hormones are definitely reactionary to stress in your life, your menses, if you're, you know, a woman um, testosterone up and down if you're a male I mean there's just so many things your boss uh, waiting for the bus in a polluted area yeah. you know mm-hmm. I mean there's just so many things so and we're inhaling that and our lungs are inhaling that and that is pretty much primarily going to react externally so using the masks To exfoliate and detox at a deeper level when we're going through these transitions is important. Um, And having something like the crystal radiance neroli, even if you feel, I mean, you're an oily person, but I know you have that on hand, because neroli tends to also calm the skin. And I'm not sure if you have the anti-inflammatory for if you're ever I in a crisis. I don't have the spray. I have the oil. You're, you're welcome to to get that. You know, go ahead and grab one. And and see, that's really fairly benign. It doesn't have a lot of the constituents that the others do. It still has Gem Elixir in it. Um, It has some blue waters in it and mm. some neroli in it. It actually has neroli hydrosol really? in it. Yes, okay. it does. Um, but it doesn't have the emollients as some of the others because we're looking at people that are hyper-reactionary, right? And so the hypersensitives that are in some form of a crisis, we're really just, in a way, allopathically targeting that crisis and bringing it into calm. If you want more hydration to the skin, uh something to couple with that would be the neuroleum before ha- crystal radiance before having the anti inflammatory. Yeah. That's what that was our go to. In fact we used to say normal to dry slash sensitive. We did that for years, you know. But that's just an overused term sensitive because everybody yeah. says they are, mm-hmm. whether they really are like combination,
0: you know? everybody says they're combination, and everyone skin. says
1: yeah. they're combination. And we're now that we're talking about it, I really want people to adhere to and pay attention to the along line. We just had that great testimonial from our gentleman from uh, Tokyo, 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 Tokyo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's it's really so valuable, and it's always been the lagger geranium oil and the along line has been such a lagger. If you live in a humid climate. That might be your go-to. This is not an acne product. People think if you put oily on anything, it means it's for my acne. No. Our moisturizers were designed to be anti-wrinkle, to bring your skin into hydration, to bring your skin into balance. And it it certainly does have certain essential oils, as does the geranium oil, that can target more congested skin. But it in no means is oil free. It has a lot of you know, antioxidants in it. Um, And it is for that person that uh, says they have that oily T-zone, but they're dry. Everybody points to their jawline and says, I'm dry. I mean, we get this every day on the phone and, and in the store. And as an esthetician, this was common. So years later, it's still the common thing that people are, you know have complaints about and that need greater hydration really in general. So the cleanser by itself is probably going to bring you into a greater balance where that dryness is going to decrease and where Elong is probably the better choice for you. Now, if it's in the middle of the winter and you've been doing Mm Elong, that is absolutely a transition and can be, I'm not saying it will be, but it can be a transition to the Rosemary Verbenon. So that most skin, the Rosemary Verbenon, both the Elixir and the Moisturizer, is that transitional uh, regimen for both the the, drier person and the oilier person. Um, but to abandon the along, and I think my staff tends to do this a lot because you hear, well, when I was, you know, 20, I was oily, I'm oily T-zone, but I'm really dry these days. Everyone in my store immediately grabs the rosemary verbena When I know that that balance, not using anything on your skin while you sleep to let your skin rest, breathe, and come into harmony, is really key at night. Um, and using the cleanser twice a day is really those two products are going to shift your skin. So that dryness is probably going to decrease after a week or so. Now, I can't say timely because everybody's different and everybody's diet is different. And again, I don't have a guarantee that people aren't using medicines, you know, pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. on their face. And that's shifting their balance and their hydration. So... You know, be consistent and give it a shot. If you're confused about it, call us. Let us guide you. This isn't about selling you something that you don't need. It really isn't. Um, before we get into the topic of the day, I feel like this is a good transition for your last question Mm. to just get into skincare. Yeah. Okay.
0: We actually you're talking about the listener question? Yeah. Yeah. So um we had a listener question from at v- V-E-V-S-T-E-R, which I think you pronounce Vivster. Hi, Viv. <laughs> and she asked, she said, here, here's her quote. Hello, I am a longtime Benedetta skincare user. I am enjoying the podcast. Yay. And would like to hear more about microneedling. I did this for a while and just fell off with it. Thanks.
1: Okay, so I am no expert on some of the treatments out there. I have done it, and I mentioned it in the last or one of the podcasts I talked about a little bit, or maybe it was the vlog. No, not do it yeah, so we, we spoke I about micro
0: needling and vampire facial. Yeah, so I find it one things, of the
1: more yeah. natural things to do, even though some, you know, really die hard holistics out there will go, hmm, that doesn't look too, that looks pretty invasive um there is some downtime. There are many different microneedlings and I studied it for a while because I I knew I had some customers and I'm always interested in in facial tightening. Um we had a girl come in and purchase some products for crisis cuz her face looked she had just had the treatment. It was her third treatment and she showed us a picture of her pitting. She was a young girl, a young girl. She's 30-ish, um, and um, she had darker skin, I'm not sure if she was African-American or, or Hispanic, but she had that kind of darker, like light African-American, darker Hispanic, somewhere in the middle kind of skin, and she had, you know, in the photo, she had pretty, you know, substantial centimeters of pitting on her face, and uh, I didn't see it, and her face looked a little inflamed, um, but not bad, and I was so, I was like, wow, so I I started doing some research on it, and I found that there are just too many people selling these micro-needling uh, tools for 15 to 35 to $50. Um, I read some good reviews, bad reviews, and there was far too many YouTube videos, uh, which I think could be incredibly dangerous. I think in the wrong hands, somebody could Uh, get an infection. So I would not buy one and do it yourself. I think it needs to be in the hands of a professional. Um, That's just my personal opinion. People are gonna do what they want, but um, there are several different kinds right now. So uh, the one that I opted to do was the PRP, um, Plasma Rich Platelet or otherwise known as the vampire facial. Um, My daughter told me the Kardashians made that popular. I had no idea. Um, (laughs) Real Housewives also they Real Housewives do it. Um, But I like that and I liked it for this reason. So what they do is they take your own blood, they put the blood in a centrifuge and when you do that it releases, it separates the plasma rich platelets, which are your immune platelets, uh your energy platelets um for your and regenerative platelets um you love those when you're sick uh and they're just so I love that. So the first time I had it done, they just smeared it all over the face while they were microneedling. I also allowed them to put a numbing cream on me which I did have a reaction to. Um, I think using Benedetta all these years, that was just such a foreign, crappy thing. I didn't like the way it felt. Um, so the next time I did it, I didn't use it. So it was very sensitive. It's very, you know, it's a little painful, I would say. Mm-hmm. But you've already done it, so you know what that is like and you probably fared well with the numbing cream, so I think most people do that. Um, I opted for some nitrous oxide so I was it took the edge off it didn't get rid of the pain but it took the edge off uh, but once that numbing cream goes away it really does feel like you have a sunburn on your face so I did that I did the three sessions um, maybe two years ago a year and a half ago and the third time I did it it was suggested that i do a plasma rich fibrin and the fibrin is um i guess it's a chemical in your blood i should have researched this a little bit better that's within the platelets so they were able to isolate those out and come to find out that they do put some kind of coagulagent in the prp so i'm a real purist (laughs) in fact they The first time they also put a mask on my face and the mask burned my face. And I said, can I? And they said, it's just hyaluronic, it's a natural hyaluronic acid in water. And I thought, yeah, right. Okay, can I look at the ingredients? They gave me the ingredients, it had propylene glycol on it, so I don't, I won't do that again. Uh, So the second time I did learn a lot. So this is kind of me grandstanding on Benedetta, but this is all true, I took, my products i took the anti-inflammatory knowing that i would look like i just had a sunburn um and that once that numbing cream you know that i wasn't going to do a numbing cream it was going to be a little painful um went into the bathroom did my cleanser the anti-inflammatory cleanser um i did do however the neroli crystal radiance because of Mm. the humectants in it i really felt like that's what it needs because your skin does feel somewhat tight and dry and the reason they put that hyaluronic propylene glycol, oh, this is completely natural, mask on your face is to just reintroduce hydration. What microneedling is, is it's micro wounding your skin. And when you micro wound deeper into the epidermis, it actually um, self heals in a way and builds greater elastin and collagen fibers. So this is the reason people are doing it for many reasons to resurface the skin. I mean, I know there's CO2 lasers out there. We just watched a video of a woman yeah. that looked pretty, very intense. Pretty intense. It seems a invasive. lot more intense than micro needling. Would you say? You know, yes. Some people would probably say no. I think it is. I think the micro wounding is something I, I mentioned this last time that uh, Asian cultures have done uh, to self beautify. Years and years ago. So it's not really um, different than, you know, doing well. Let me back up. I think doing a, um, an acupuncture facial where they use the small needles, I've done that once years and years ago. I don't know anyone who does it, mm-hmm. uh, might be better for facial tightening. Um, I think micro needling does all of it. I think it does some facial tightening, but I think it, it really resurfaces. Uh, Particularly, I'm not saying that if you have quite a few age spots that it's going to do that. But I think overall it it tends to um, tighten the pores a little bit and just give you kind of a fresh start. And the idea that they do three and that's it, you know, then I think you could go in once a year or something like this. And it's all contingent on each individual person. So my suggestion would be find a good doctor that knows what they're doing, um, and make sure that it it has to be a nurse or a doctor. Um, And definitely, I think, doing the the PRP or the PRF, the fibrin, which is a cleaner... I think there's stem cells in the fibrin. And they don't need to... um, they don't need to add a coagulogen to it. So I think that might be far and few between to find somebody, but if you're in you know, a city, I'm sure you will. Um, so they're, diff- they're different ones. I think some of the brand names are Infini, maybe. Oh, I could be getting that wrong. Um, for the microneedling and it's done with a machine as opposed to a roller. If you have an esthetician who does microneedling, they may buy one of these rollers online and roll your face. Um, Buyer beware is all I'm going to say. If I'm suggesting it, I would suggest make sure that a doctor that's well-versed in it is doing it. And then lastly, you know, so you'll have maybe about... For me, I was healed in about, I would say, three days. You know, the first night I was pretty hot and miserable. You know, I slept, but you know, it's it's warm. You wake up in the morning and your eyes could be a little puffy because it's pretty invasive around that area. Um, but the next day and using Benedetta products I think made huge difference for me, honestly. Um, and I eat really well. They were surprised that they had so many platelets. They were like, "We have so much, you know, let's can we spread it on your chest, you know?" So that was fabulous that I had so much in the vials that I gave them, um. So the the fibrin you get less, but they don't use a coagulogen, and yeah, I would say a few days. You know, it was fine, but they get they tell you four, five, six days. You know, be prepared to be able, have a little downtime. It's not that you can't go to work. You look a little sunburned. Yeah. So that woman that we were watching, right? She, she was just, pretty tight and. She had different kind of uh, problems. Really but she was using those terrible, bad. terrible products. Yeah. And that made her break out. And I don't think they were her friend. Right? So you want to introduce hydration. The fact that they even think to do that mask is not a bad idea. It's a good idea. They're introducing more hydration. They actually tell you in the first 24 hours, don't put any any creams on your face. Wait till the next day and then you can cleanse. Um, But they certainly... Where I go, they weren 't telling me to you know use Aquafil or whatever that's. aquifer it was t- terrible know, hydrocortisone yes, they put hydrocortisone on her, but um you know with the with the vampire facial or, or the p r p facial um, you know just find a good reputable and then. What I wanted to say was that there's another one that has come out, and I've done that. <laughs> that one is quite expensive, and it's called Secret RF. And what it is, it's microneedling with no downtime because they use radio frequency that heats the under epidermis up a little bit while they're doing it. So you've got this nice layering of tightening and healing you feel it probably the day that you've done it but again spraying my face with crystal radiance it's really so that's the most beautiful thing about it um really hard to know it's really hard to know you know i mean you're doing these treatments because for me it's not so much about fine lines and wrinkles i think the fine lines are pretty much taken care of with benedetta it's the you know you lose at Really, you're starting to lose elasticity, you know, and by the time you're 50, depending on who you are and how your body fares up, you know, you start to sag. And uh, for me, I think it's jowls and, you know, you want your neck to to look good and, um, uh, but I haven't had a problem there. So for me, it's been more around my mouth. So I think it, it has helped But these, you know, the effects are subtle. So you can't go in there with a lot of sagging and a lot of wrinkles and a lot of discoloration and think, oh, after three times, I'm going to look like a new person. It just really doesn't work that way. Now, if you have some pitting and scarring, you're going to see a result after three times. I'm pretty certain from this girl and from what I've been told. So that, and actually, I did have a pit on my face that Mm -hmm. I just, just from popping a blemish when I was twelve, I've had it my whole life. Mm. I don't think it's there anymore, so I got rid of it. So it did something. So it did. Yeah. It did, and I think it has. I I do. Um, but this other one, quite a quite a lot of money. Um, you know, about three thousand dollars for three treatments, wow. and uh, they they also did the um, plasma rich fibrin and you know they can also inject it um but usually they just put it on as a healing agent when you're done and this is a, this machine the secret rf is fairly new a couple years and uh it seems less invasive but um i because i don't do anything um you know in terms of numbing i would say uh, painful <laughs> yeah painful so it goes in very deep and then you've got the rf and you can feel it especially around the bony area so i don't know Mm -hmm. if i've given you too much information or not enough um uh, so i i personally have done those i don't um you know i don't really have i've not been a real fan of micro uh microdermabrasion and some of the other Treatments that are out there that seem really invasive. Again, when you have certain disorders, I think they can be really wonderful. And I'm always looking for a new tightening. I've done some other radio frequencies that are really non-invasive. Again, hmm, I don't know, but you know, I don't have a lot of sagging, so I would say that I'm doing it as a preventative. Um, and those are very comfortable. They are, you know, there's there's many different ones out there some aren't comfortable, you know, but most are just your face gets a little warm while they're just doing a probe over your face and then there's always you know acupuncture as well. So I think they're more valuable for the tightening effects in terms of acne. <clears throat> you know, the thing with microdermabrasion, it's it's people don't stop with one. They just keep going. And I don't know. I think again for that scarring And it's good Um, to keep doing it. I think your body gets used to it and it, it kind of hurts your pigmentation. And that's what I've experienced or seen from people that have done it more than a few times, Mm -hmm. you know, that are doing it as a regular practice. And I don't think there was ever enough information out there when it was super popular. And uh, I don't think it's a corrective tool. So, have you used it? You know, having acne. I have actually.
0: I've done um not. I haven't gone to a place and had them do a microdermabrasion. I, before I worked at Benedetta, I, I did the. It was like an at-home microdermabrasion uh, wash, like a face wash.
1: Oh. Well, so. That's not the same. It it wasn't yeah. like
0: a uh, like a tr- like a full treatment sure. at any place, but I yeah. think it was supposed to act as a very very low level microdermabrasion. Sure and
1: um people are marketing on that yeah it right? it
0: wasn't uh I didn't notice any any huge difference I noticed more of a difference when I was doing the microneedling um that really was is good for was good for my skin and I stopped it because I thought it was inflaming my acne but now that it's calmed down a little bit I'd like to start reintroducing that again um I just noticed that some of my my scarring on the side here uh, diminished slightly and and the um, discoloration would start to go away. My skin felt pretty nice and uh, tight, not in a dry way. It just felt like it was uh very activated after um but obviously when i when I was really having bad bad breakouts um it it wasn't it was just aggravating them but as my skin starts to get better, I might want to reintroduce it.
1: We'll see. You should go to somebody. I just got done saying all this. Now you're going to do it yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, might be nice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to, for the scarring. But, you know, our our answer within our product line would be the new defense and repair mask. That is definitely more. I mean, you're talking about a product that they called micro abrasion. yeah i really think that that mask is is quite good especially just letting that activator and the powder just soak into your skin and let it do its magic for a good 45 minutes to an hour i mean i'm saying that not knowing every person that's using it if you have thin skin sensitive skin you know find your barometer of what's good for you for me i I want it really to start that activation because that does start to heat up the epidermis a little bit it does penetrate the activator is going to get deeper it's going to deliver deeper into your system Um, and then just by taking it off by making your face taut with the OMR open mouth resistant test technique or taking your hand and you know spreading your cheeks you know wherever, wherever the product is and then rolling it off it's just easiest, just open your mouth, cup your lips around your teeth with the OMR. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that in a blog. There's the OMR demonstration. Yeah, it's basically yeah. just, it's clear and obvious, you know, you're just making your face tight. You're doing a resistance uh, exercise so that there's not a lot of skin like that, Yeah.
2: Rolling it off. Mm-hmm. It makes
1: it easy. You want the skin to be taut when you're rolling it off so you get the best abrasion. Um, and certainly, I feel, you know, I think there was somebody who bought it the other day. It was like, give them a small little Neroli crystal radiance. Yeah. It was somebody in, in the orders. I don't know why I was thinking that. Um, because if you don't have it, you're going to want it after that. You know, I've done it at night, it's usually when I do my masks. Um, and I'll do the nighttime serum and then immediately grab that neroli and maybe it's several times that mm-hmm. night because it's it's going to make your skin a little sensitive. There's no doubt it's not it's not as gentle as the seaweed mask. You know, And the seaweed mask is very effective. You know, it has so many trace minerals in it, softening agents and, you know, making it with the lavender hydrosol. It definitely tightens this is more of an exfoliant. This is targeting that sun damaged skin. It's preventing that. I mean, I would, I would love for you to use it, Natasha. You know, I don't know if you've used that one. I haven't exactly. used that one yet. And I think I, that I that love might the be one, really, but I think my next introduction. I think that would. would and you know, I have to say this. We can't say this enough. That the jar that the powder comes in, you save. That. that label comes off, and you can put a little label on it that has your herb name on it. I mean, I'm collecting them myself. Um, well, I guess I could just go get a bunch. But I, um, you know, what did we see? We saw them uh, being sold on $27. Amazon for twenty seven dollars. Uh, For the small one, I think not it was that the it, one that we have. The one we have is a hundred mL, and that and that one was and, too. Oh, it was. I think okay. it was. So it was, was twenty seven dollars just empty. So, they're they're a thing, because they okay. So the idea behind full spectrum glass is that whatever you put in it, it it lasts longer. So they've done studies back when they. First came out of putting a tomato in a clear jar and putting a tomato in a in a Miron full spectrum violet jar and six months later the full spectrum the tomato what looked the same I'm yeah. sure it didn't taste good but it looked the same <laughs> and so I, I think it's they're the best herb jars and the lid actually has a full spectrum disc in it as well it's a Miron lid because they give you an option if you want those lids or if you just want to get lids someplace else, which mm. there's a plenty of those lids. That's one packaging that hasn't changed. Uh, I should talk about our packaging. Uh, we'll
0: do that in the next time. The next one. But actually, let's get into our, our topic today, um, which is getting a voice amongst many. Mm. And usually our topics kind of revolve around what's going on at the office Um, and we are trying to speak to a louder uh, speak to a bigger audience essentially so my first question for you is how do you feel about the oversaturation of organic skincare companies who pay for placements in magazines blogs etc And how do you believe that this discredits the organic skincare industry as a whole?
1: That's a great question. I mean, and and you're writing that question out of you being in your office beating down the door of numerous influencers, whether they're editors at, at the Chronicle, by the way, if anybody who listens knows anybody, at any newspaper. Because, because it's, I, it's who you know, now, who you are and what you have. You know, I have, I have a, a child who's an actor. And years ago, he would say, Mom, what you're doing is so completely different. I'm like, are you kidding? I have just moved into a category that is, it's the same. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to be an actor, you know, whether you have talent or not. And everybody wants to be a skincare company. This really has been more of an issue in the last year, you know, and I know there's going to be who knows how many listening to this. I continued the blog on authenticity. It's a little long. It's, it's, um, is it posted, Gabrielle? Not yet. Okay. Okay. No, I think it is fully edited. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I think it is. It's just long. (laughs) Just long. (laughs) I know I just want to keep writing. Yeah. I just want to keep writing. So maybe that'll just constantly be continued. So... We did a few, you know, 400 words or something in a blast about authenticity really on the same level. That's really how it started, was talking about buyer beware. You know, uh, people are creating skincare companies by going onto the internet and finding a DIY site. There are tons of companies that are coercing you to to make, you know, their businesses thrive that do private label. Uh, that you know we're a USDA lab and we can make this for you just we'll put your name on it even though there's you know or you know you can find a recipe in any book but mostly it's it's the it's the internet and so your question addresses bloggers people that have influenced that will spread our message um that has been very challenging has been Challenging. It doesn't mean that it isn't it doesn't work. But that whole industry has blown up in the last five years where the first blogger that ever found us and started blogging about us wouldn't allow me to send her any products. She'd bought everything. She said, I don't think it legitimizes what I do if I if I just call you up and ask for samples. So that was her ethic. And I share that ethic. I thought that was if you're gonna be a consumer advocate then speak from being a consumer advocate. Now I understand that there are a lot of people out there that want to do blogging for their livelihood. There's probably more bloggers than there are skincare companies, you know. I should qualify that by saying small batch, organic, botanical, let's what's the other term? plant-based. Farm to face is a new one. Earthly skincare. Slow beauty. Holy crap. You know, so sorry guys. You know, I I I have a bit of righteous indignation talking about this because I'm gonna be candid about this. This is a candid podcast. You like it or not like it. I'm not being mean spirited, everybody has you know the right to go into business. I went into business, I didn't create skincare, I certainly didn't. But what I did do is I created all of my sources, all of my formulas, everyone is authentic. I did not copy anybody's idea. I did not copy anybody's words or try to mimic myself after anybody who came before me ever. This was, you know, I always say I I created this product in a cave because there were no vendors. I, I mean, you're sick of hearing me say this, but there were, because I've written about it so much, there virtually were no suppliers in the cosmetic industry, in the skincare industry, even the clean ones, that weren't adulterated with petrochemicals. And so my mission in the early 80s was to create a line that was sufficiently nutritious with organic, and if I could acquire biodynamic ingredients because this is the way I ate, this is how I understood nutrition. I have a nutritional background and this was paramount to me. And I was naive in thinking this was an easy task. Was not an easy task. In fact I aligned myself with many chemists that let thought you know they thought I was cute, I think, you know, it's like they entertained me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like, this is never gonna stick together. This is never going to emulsify. This isn't going to be stable. You can't put this in a bottle and have this work. Why would you want to? Let me sell you this Ceramide 250. It's loaded with amino acids in a base of propylene glycol. Use a little carbomer here and a little of this there. Yeah, go ahead. Put in an essential oil if you want to make it smell good. I mean, nobody. This was, I went into my cave. I have... You know an education on the medical use of essential oils and how they apply how they're applicable to the body the skin included but I wanted not to just take a bunch of essential oils put them in a base a carrier a fat and go ah it smells good all essential oils are regenerative to some measure we all want regeneration This oil is great, olive oil, right? Who can't get olive oil? Let's just put this in the olive oil. You know, forget about creams. That was a challenge. So I didn't do that. I didn't do that on any level in any way. You know, we just wrote that line. I think it's going to be up on the website. But then that other website, that other line that we need to find a place for about, you know, well, I should be reading it, but it, I I wrote it. But it it has something to do with all the different components that are in it. You know that we're using antioxidant oils, that we're using allergies and seaweeds and extracts and Minerals. you know, yes, and and just to name a few, but not because a lab. put all of them together said here throw this in there and throw that in there that everything has a system behind them and how they work together makes the difference and that they're all botanical that they have this they come from the natural world I don't use I didn't for the first I still don't use the word natural unless I put quotes around it because it's the most bastardized word you know, to describe skincare. I mean, in the 70s, what people were calling natural, that's when natural skincare came out. Believe me, you wouldn't want this anywhere near you, the so called natural. So I knew when I set out to do this, there was not a thinking, I'm gonna do something that nobody else does, and I'm gonna be, no, it was, it came from a place of, I'm not putting my name on anything, I'm not creating anything that I'm putting in a bottle. For human consumption that isn't that I don't believe in that I wouldn't want to use that I don't want to use on my clients it started with custom blended treatments on my clients so you know this is this is authentic (laughs) you know what I do is authentic and I, I there's always been competition I guess but in the early you know, part of launching Benedetta, and we're almost 23 years with launching it, 32 years since I started formulating and making this line, actually. Um, So, yes, there's been an incredible shift between then and now. Um, I would always say I don't have competition. I never felt that I did. And I felt like I was climbing up a steep wall in the early days to try to get someone to understand what i was talking about you know uh, my first signage and first show that i did in 1996 i think in the in the winter of 96 i I wish i still had that sign but i have to like you know i have enough old stuff sitting Mm -hmm. around uh and it just said organic and biodynamic with that ampersand. That's why I always use an ampersand in between my organic and biodynamic. And it was a trade show for the health food industry. So I had peers that, you know, had come before me and everybody was so blown away that were sales reps and, you know, players within the health food industry. Um, but it was still a language that I think people couldn't understand. So fast forward another 20 years, now it's almost like my language is so bastardized by so many that it's hard to get a voice. And I think your question really leans toward that, having a voice in a very crowded environment. We just reached out to Patagonia. We're a perfect fit for them. Um, they now do you know, food and very few personal care. And so you're dependent on, it's like, it's like the health food industry. One buyer holds your destiny, you know, in their hand. How, you know, how many thousands came before, you know, when I was sitting on the shelves of Whole Foods, yes, there were thousands of other, or at least hundreds or whatever other skincare companies and companies that came before me but nobody had 100 100 percent botanical efficacy no one at all and when i would after 10 years or so i suggested and wrote a letter to john Mackey that said you need to have a premium line you need to separate the people that aren't using petrochemicals and emulsifiers and 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 retardants in their products from everybody else i and you know I basically was told locally. I never got any response back from him. <laughs> but I I was told, you know, you'd be the only one on the shelf. Why would we do that? And I'm like, well, at least do something that's local. What about that? I'm only in California. What about having local lines? And they've done that. They they do that. Um, but now we know that industry is very different. Um, You're, you know, you don't have a voice in that industry either. So now, you know, the challenge is, it's challenging. The internet has opened itself up to make it very easy for anybody to do this. I mean, my son went out with somebody recently and said, oh, you know, I'm I'm blogging for my best friend who's opening up her own skincare line. And my son was like, he's starting to finally... You know, kind of understand, wow, this is crazy. How come this is happening? Because you can, you know. I mean, I think that when the economy went south in 2009, I think people needed to be resourceful. You know, it's nobody's fault. It's just that it is incredibly confusing for the consumer. And so, what separates me is one, my longevity, that I did this before the internet and i launched it when the internet was out we had a website in the first year but essentially i wanted to sell to estheticians and get into spas i've talked about that before it wasn't really a good fit uh because they didn't understand the language so now my language is separating myself from everyone else that doesn't mean that everyone's going to love exactly what i do all the time but it's hard to get you know a level playing field, and that's what we talk about. We talk, we talk about having a level playing field. Right. So when we submit, when you Natasha submit a proposal or reach out to somebody, even when we have a reference to that person, number one, business is the strangest thing in the planet. People don't get back to you. It's kind of, you know, it didn't used to be that way. Um, we're the solicitors. That's tough. But yeah, I started by saying, does anybody know anybody at the at the Chronicle? It's unheard of to me that we're about three blocks from them in the San Francisco Ferry Building and we can't I mean, what we need to do is just put a bunch of product in a in a bag, possibly, and bring They're it to Lift it over them. I don't know. They probably won't let us see the door. <laughs> because I think more to point your question is that what we're seeing, and you mentioned something about paying for ads, is that this is really kind of political. It's not kind of; it is. It's very political. You know. Um. For us to constantly see articles written on the top 10 deodorants, at least we see three or four a year, uh, from major publications like Allure Magazine and Style, you know, Martha Stewart. I mean, all of them have had that. And people will say, how come you weren't among them when The Chronicle did the top 10 organic skincare companies, you know, or all the, I don't know if it was the top 10, but it was something to the degree of, You know the top skincare companies that are organic or the top organic skincare companies are coming out of the Bay Area and I wasn't among them was insane because I I pretty much supersede everybody around that doesn't mean I'm better it just means I have the longevity you know I we are really wanting anybody to interview me Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've had some interviews we love them I give full disclosure. You could ask me anything. I did create this line. I create a lot of the extracts that go in it. I have a purpose and design behind every formula and every system of use. And this has been this this constant rhetoric. You know, I'm always saying to you, you're going to hear me repeat myself. I'm going to repeat this until it actually gets heard. So the... You know, when when we're seeing all this, you know, we don't have a $32 million marketing budget. Whatever people may think, you know, we put, I have put all my focus on procurement of raw materials, making sure my packaging is where it needs to be, that it's clean, that there's no harm. In anything you know when I receive my raw materials they get out of plastic they go into glass or stainless steel they're flushed out there's an intention behind every production yes small batch but in a good manufacturing practiced environment that's a clean room Um, there's a lot of attention this is a lot of work (laughs) you know I have dedicated my life really in the last 30 years you know I've raised three children to create this line when I see people coming out a year ago two years ago that have thousands of reviews on Google we're trying to do a little PPC right pay-per-click advertising we gave up yeah. It was too much um we're we're looking at our Facebook ads, we're making our effort. You know, a part of this is interesting on a podcast to talk about because I know my customers want to know about the products, but we're also trying to build a culture. We're trying to embrace our customers and guide them nutritionally and guide them meditatively. You know, we talk about a lot of things, you know, so this isn't about me being a victim and saying, oh, boo-hoo, Because it's easy to do when you've had a life lived, you know, to go, I did. I have been a crusader for those in what I would call my industry, the natural health industry, where I've seen companies that have small farms in Oregon that create beautiful herbal, macerated herbal products, and I've seen Centrum wipe them clean, you know? I mean, that that annoys me. I speak out against that, you know? That bothers me, because they don't know what they're talking about, and it's not healthy. Look at what happened to probiotics. Everybody has a probiotic now. Well, there's quite a few companies out there that really paved the way for that. Nobody knows their name, you know? So, yes... It hits home, it hits to the heart of things. And um, not having a voice is very interesting to me. And if any of my listeners uh, have any influence and know somebody who knows somebody, because to be honest with you, that's really what it's about. And I find it, I really do find it unethical. We just had somebody recently you reached out to, And she had, you know, a few followers, we call them micro-bloggers. And it was, it just felt so strange, you know, to charge somebody whatever. I believe people need to make money and I don't judge it, but I don't feel like I want to have that kind of symbiotic partnership with somebody. I don't Mm -hmm. see that that's legitimate. You know, in terms of reaching out to editors, right? when you see In Style magazine or In Style excuse me, the awesome. style section of the Chronicle. Oh, okay. And they do these full page ads on on this or that or whatever is selling. You know, I wonder if these are people that do full page ads for them. I mean, I think that is true for, you know, Allure magazine's top ten deodorants. I wrote to Allure magazine immediately when I saw that. I saw it online And I got to the editor and I said, I just noticed you did your your pick of top 10. I wish you could have picked ours. Uh, You didn't know I existed. I would love to be able to get you and your staff uh, several samples and a full-size bottle of our best deodorant. I think we, you know, I created this 18 years ago in response to women coming down with fibroid masses. I think you might be interested. I never heard back. You know, how many times do you beat somebody over the head? So if you looked at the top ten and you look at Allure magazine, I'm pretty sure that these people are advertising. So it's it's not that it's illegal. It's it's legal. It's just, you know, how do you how do you get before somebody to speak your truth and to get the products in their hands? You know, I, I mentioned earlier and I didn't I didn't finish that we you know, reached out to Patagonia um, for the deodorant because we know that it's a good fit. And we went back and forth on just the cover letter several times because you can be very kind in the way that you reach out to somebody. And But, you know, we're actually starting to change our tune around here and just go, hey, hello, anyone there? Well, that kind of brings <laughs> us to our next
0: question. I'm going to let you ask the next one then. <laughs>
2: Well, how do you intend to have your voice heard among other people among the Well, whole can chorus? you tell me? Because I this
1: think, millennial. Well,
2: <laughs> I cuz I think what we've been talking about a lot just now and just in general around the office is the fact that for you want to change the direction of your voice into being more candid. And I think that that's I mean, I think that's a good call. I mean, I'm fully support that idea because I think that as you say there's a truth to be spoken to that and no good is done if you're sort of tiptoeing around the truth and trying to pretend like there isn't the reality behind your experience that needs to be spoken to, you know, and I think that that is different. And I was actually thinking also sort of as a follow up question to that is that I've so often noticed that skincare, you know, is this sort of oversaturated industry is whether it's in a magazine or a blog or whatever, is so often under the beauty section rather than the health section, yeah. which I think is an yeah. interesting distinction that I don't quite agree with it. But I yeah. wonder if because it's sort of in the cultural imagination assigned yeah, to, the, to beauty, it's almost thought of as more frivolous and commercial, um, and therefore navigating the industry. Is, the language of it is isn't applicable necessarily to us. And so we're almost fighting a battle on two fronts of like trying to get through to people that who are expecting to see us as a beauty brand because that's just what they think of as healthcare or are seeing us and just prejudging us to be that sort of frivolous option. Absolutely. And so that means that in order to get through to those sort of people, you have to then have a different sort of voice that isn't, you know, it would be different if, it was a different product we were selling and, and at a different time in the world, but it's not.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I don't have the answers completely. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going by instinct and I have, you know, gotten it. I mean, I think obviously we're very fortunate because what separates us is our authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's fine. And then second to that would be purpose and function. You know, I think people need to really stand up and be able to speak to why they created what they created. And I think that consumers need to challenge them a little more. <coughs> um, challenge the person who's charging you $100 for their cream, you know, and find out. I mean, I guess... <coughs> I'm going to need some water. Thank you. <coughs> I think the smoke yeah it's I've bad I've this really dry cough all day I have and I had it yesterday a little bit sorry yeah. to be on the blog okay, about no, this my, We're m- just, like, my, mom, my
0: mom works at a school and she was saying that Everybody's all coughing. around you could hear just this dry like <coughs> this dry cough
1: we have smoke mmm Thank you for addressing this, because this is something that, you know, I, I really want to live my life as community and not selfishly, and that's a really big thing for me. So it's, it's really such a, just a polar opposite to almost feel mean-spirited about anybody who's out there creating a good product, and there are many of them, most of them, don't know who the hell I am as one person said i wouldn't have created my line if you existed her i don't believe but you know um everyone has a right to the problem is it is oversaturated and the very thing you speak to is what hurts us in getting through to a buyer we painstakingly i know i did went back and forth on this letter of intent, so that the buyer would even open, open it. it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we write this email. And in the email, I, I deliberated over that. Natasha wrote something was very good. But I, I read it a few times and went, No, this guy's not going to open it. And you're playing the psychological war. It's like war. It's like psychological war. Unfortunately, we got cut off. I didn't realize
0: that we run into a one hour time limit here. But um we will just end with a closing statement from Julia just just on the topic of getting your voice heard um
1: amongst many competing elements. So I probably talked for another 20 minutes. What did I say? <laughs> 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 that puts you on what what relevant thing did I say? I think I say? the most
2: relevant thing we came to as a conclusion today was basically that uh in order to remain relevant in a completely harsh system that we've been plopped into i think that speaking candidly about the truth of both bandita's origins and on the legitimacy of you i think is not a selfish thing to do or a crass thing to do it's the truth and i think that it's not bad it's what must be done i think it's a good direction to go in which i think we all agree with
1: so i think really the 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 bottom line is, and, and where I was going to go, was um, to be more candid and we are going to be. Yeah. And, and so this is kind of a militant approach in a way, I mean, a milit- militants with love, warriors with strength and love and compassion, uh, but truth, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm about to embark on that, but I think we got caught up a little bit in talking about the reach out. and you know, maybe dissing a little bit of the bloggers and, you know, the beauty bloggers and the difference between health and wellness and, and beauty. And skin care. And we were talking about the whole idea of skincare and that I've wanted to change the dynamic behind that. I was grandstanding a little bit about mm-hmm. I don't create toners because I don't believe in them. That should be in your cleanser. My cleanser is is a broad spectrum product that detoxifies and Rehydrates and brings the skin into balance and wellness. It does many things and it should. So it really has to do with. You know, our language, we're changing the culture and changing the language of what we do, and I I really want credit for that, you know? And somebody else can come in when we create our magazine and say, well, I've been doing this for 30 years, too, and I actually created this and that, and maybe we can have a dialogue, you know? I, I do have questions for other people like that. Um, but I think it is about holistic the holistic view, which is what you wanted to talk about original you know it does you know, kind of how, come back to that it does it? you know i mean we we want people you know we want to build this this culture you know where people feel comfortable and um are really taking care of their their beauty their health beauty you know and we're we're talking a lot about that that 's a new tagline on the on the website about you know healthy skin is radiant skin we need to be healthy so i guess we'll just wrap it up there kind of went up and down (laughs) um i feel like this was a really good
0: podcast though and i think the listeners will enjoy it and this is this is a conversation it was actually my favorite one really yeah it was my favorite one
1: well this is something that is going to continue to speak about yeah and uh I'd I'd love to hear what people have to say, but um, you know we'll do some of these and maybe send it to some of the buyers that we're trying to listen to our podcast hashtag. No, listen to that one in particular.
0: (laughs) Call us back. (laughs) Um, Yes, so just to wrap up, if you have any questions, any 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 questions, um, please feel free to, um, email us sales at Benedetta. Our listener question today actually came from Instagram. Our Instagram is Benedetta Skincare. So, on that note, have a pleasant day, everybody. Thank you for Thank listening. listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to A Chat with Benedetta. You can leave us a message on the Anchor app, and who knows? Maybe Julia and I will answer your question on our next podcast. You can get social with us. Our Instagram is at Benedetta Skin. Facebook is at Benedetta Skin Care, and Twitter is at Benedetta Skin. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to speaking with you in our next podcast.